Good morning, everyone. It is Lillian here, and I'm so excited to start another great morning on my show, Awaken to Greatness. And I am so excited for today's conversation, but before we get there, I want to remind everybody to please go follow me on Facebook and Instagram. I'm more active on Instagram at Awaken to Greatness, also on my Facebook page, and please share comment, like, uh, let me know what you think or what you would want to hear me talk more about. And I'd be more than happy to hear from everybody. And I'm so excited to continue on this journey. So to remind everybody as well, um, our mission here is to educate, encourage, and take action within our communities through politics, faith, and life. Today we are focusing more on the life side of things with a little bit of politics thrown in at the end there. And the subject today is college. Because this is one of the subjects I am most passionate about. Anytime I get on a, a little rampage and a rant with my family or friends about college, gosh, I just let it all out. Um, I have a very unique stance on higher education and a unique experience within higher education. And it is a new year, which means in just a few months, High schoolers are going to be making big decisions as well as middle schoolers making big decisions on what's next for their education. Now, I say middle schoolers as well because we can't forget that we have many high school educational programs that they can take part in starting their freshman year um, or their junior year that allow them to get college credits or to dual enroll and do college classes while they're in high school. So that's why I say middle schoolers as well are very important to be having this conversation with, um, but especially high schoolers since our seniors are going to be picking and choosing where they're going to go to college or what they're going to be doing next. And that's so important in today's society. A lot of what we believe and a lot of what we know and become passionate about comes from our education. And so it's not something to take lightly. It's something we need to be taking more seriously and looking at as a means to an end, not necessarily as a thing that we're told we have to do because it's the way that you have to do everything. I'm pretty sure we all know by now that when people tell us it's something we have to do, uh, most of the time it is not what we have to do. It's just what they want us to do because it is also a business. College has become a business, and it's become a way to kind of manipulate and force young people and the younger generations into long-term debt, into group think, and into years of what we think is happiness quickly turned to unfulfillment. And so I'm going to start off by telling you guys a little bit about my education so that you know what uh, perspective I'm coming from when I discuss college. So I was in high school in Brunswick County. Go Cougars, um, best high school in Brunswick County. And I was one of the honors and AP students. I was also in about seven different clubs from National Honor Society, Student Government, Key Club. We helped start a surf club one year. That was pretty fun. Didn't last long, but we did it. And DECA was one of the top clubs I was in, which actually prepares uh, young students for the business world and for different aspects of business. And I also did sports, so I was just very active in my academics, extracurriculars, and my athletics in high school. 
And going into my senior year was very interesting. So I'm not from North Carolina, technically speaking. And so I didn't grow up with the UNC, Duke, NC State rivalry and, you know, love for one of those colleges. Which one do you go for? I grew up in Virginia, so for me it was Virginia Tech and UVA, but I've always been a Bama fan, so that's irrelevant at this point. And so going into senior year, all my friends are talking about, you know, where are you applying? I'm applying here and there and everywhere. And I sat down and I was like, well, I think the only college I really passionately passionately want to go to is Alabama. It's a family school. We have a long history there. I just kind of grew up saying, oh, I'm going to go to Alabama. And other than that, I said, okay, I guess I'll apply to ECU and Appalachian State and NC State and UNCW. And so I did. I applied to all those colleges. Um, I got into every single one. It's got into Alabama. And that was one of the greatest moments. You know, I, I cried. I got excited. I said, hey, oh, my gosh, like all my hard work paid off. I got into my dream school. And then I sat down that night and I thought about it and I said, goodness gracious, out-of-state tuition is ridiculous. I, I just don't want to put myself in that position. I don't want to put my family in that position. And so I kind of woke up the next day and I said, hey, mom and dad, I think I want to go to community college. And they were kind of shocked at first. And of course, everybody asked me, well, why do you want to, why? Why would you go to community college? You got into all these universities. Why would you go there? All this hard work just to go to community college. And, you know, my first thought was, one, I know what I want to do, but I'm not sure exactly yet. Community college gives me the freedom to decide and to figure it out first without giving an arm and a leg to the government or to the financial institutions that would give me loans to pay for the outrageous cost of classes. Classes that have nothing to do with my major as well. I already knew that from the start. And so I went to my counselor and I said, hey, look, I, I'm not going to any of them. I, I want to go to Cape Fear Community College. She was shocked, kind of questioned, are you sure? Are you sure you want to go? Oh, I'm, I'm positive I want to go. My brother had already gone there. Uh, he actually went to play golf there. Yes, community colleges have sports. And I didn't just have the colleges I got into. I was I also golfed in high school and I had a few colleges contact me about going there for golf to play on their team and it just I didn't want to go to Idaho or California, which is where most of my offers were coming from. I said, mm, sounds a little expensive too having to travel back and forth all the time. N- not for me and I love golf, but goodness gracious, if I would have gone to college to play golf, I would have hated it so fast. I would have been like, I'm done. I just like to play for fun now. But anyway, so I chose community college, and that was the best decision I ever made. Um, Because I was saving so much money on tuition, my parents were, you know, gracious enough to let me live in student apartments in Wilmington so I could still get the college experience, which I'll talk more about in a little bit. And, you know, while I was there, I had a above a 3.5 GPA the entire time. I was a part of the Phi Theta Kappa International Honor Society, which brought me so many opportunities and uh, areas to grow and really created the leader that I've become now uh, through that program. And 
It allowed me to meet people from across the nation. I even ran for international president of Phi Theta Kappa International Honor Society. I didn't win, but I'm pretty sure I came close, and it was just an opportunity for me to campaign for myself, which helped push me to where I wanted to be politically. And while I was in community college, I also took the opportunity to intern over the summers. So I interned for Congress during that time period while I was at community college. And sadly, Congress doesn't pay interns, so it was something I had to pay into. But because I saved so much money on my tuition and was in Phi Theta Kappa, which also reimbursed me for my credit hours, so I only had to pay for, I think, half my classes uh, for my associate's degree. I was able to also attend the internship in Washington, D.C. that summer, which brought me more opportunities. A letter recommendation from a congressman goes a long way when you want to go into politics. And I interned for Congress locally as well. And then, obviously, when you're nearing the end of your associate's degree, you have to think, okay, well, I have to get a bachelor's degree. Well, that was a joke. I don't have to have one for what I want to do, but I proceeded to get one anyways. And I was like, well, where am I going to transfer? Because you have to transfer. And that's when my friend at the time had actually started a program. I don't really know how she found out about it, but it's an online program through Appalachian State University, which gives you the same exact degree as everyone attending on campus. But because you already have your associates, you surpass all the general education requirements. So you just do two years of the online program. They pick your classes. You don't get to, that was the one downside. You don't get to pick your classes. They put you in what classes you need to graduate. They require you to have a minor. So you do have to take some extra classes in a minor of either sociology or business. But the great part of this program, two great parts, one It's less expensive than attending the college. So once again, I was saving money. And two, it gave me the freedom to be able to have a job, to be able to make my schedule pretty much. Uh, A lot of the professors don't require you to sit through a Zoom meeting or anything. It's just, you know, here's the work. This is when it's due. Get it done by the due date. And so I had the freedom to, you know, have a job and, you know, try to support myself and to pursue more opportunities outside of education and work to help push me closer to my goals, which I did. And I'm still in that program. Sadly, I did have to go three years rather than the two uh, because of some logistics. But I, it is my final semester. I start back Tuesday. I have one more left, and I have my bachelor's degree with a minor. And I'll be graduating with my, I already have my associates from Cape Fear. So I'm coming out with two degrees. And I also did half of the paralegal. Actually, it's less than half as well. The App State online program isn't something that only App State offers. I want to put that out there. These online programs are offered at almost every single uh, major state university in North Carolina, as well as across the nation. So you could still look into that. You still do still pay out-of-state tuition, but it's significantly less than if you were to attend in person. Um, They do only offer specific programs. So if you know exactly what you want to get your bachelor's degree in and it's something very specific, there's a chance that that university might not offer it, but another one does. So UNC Chapel Hill doesn't offer a communications online program, uh, but Appalachian State did, so I chose Appalachian State. 
So I just, I'm so thankful that I don't know what it was, but my parents raised me to just be a straight thinker and to really think things through. I mean, sometimes I overthink, but I'd rather overthink than underthink. And it allowed me to really open my eyes to college and say, it's not just about the college. I don't need the college experience because this is about my future. That's what higher education is supposed to be. It's supposed to be about your future. It's not supposed to be about what sorority or fraternity you want to, you've always dreamt of going to, or, you know, what college you want to go to because they have the best parties. That's not what college was, was meant to be for. Higher education was meant to be the last stepping stone before you enter the career force. And it pains me even more to see the people that say, oh, I, I don't, you know, especially females, because being a female, of course, I understand it. It baffles me even more to hear the people that say, oh, well, I don't really care about college. You know, I'm just getting the degree to get the, the degree, but I really don't. I want to be a housewife. And I'm like, then, then why put yourself 40 plus grand in debt if you want to be a housewife? Go get an associate's degree for $5,000 and then be a housewife. Like, I, it just baffles me that people view college as this place to find yourself and have fun and that's it. No, it's supposed to be a stepping stone to your future and what you always have desired and wanted for your future. I know we all want to have these grand things where some people it might be to become rich. Some people it might be to become known. And let me tell you, you don't have to go to a big university and put yourself in hundreds of thousands of debt for some people to obtain that. You can obtain that through multiple different avenues, especially depending on what field you want to go into it nowadays you don't need a degree you just need to teach yourself or be taught by somebody that you know locally in your community how to do it and you can work your way up in it to where you're driving around ferraris and porsches and people stop for a tiktok and ask you hi uh what job do you have that gets you that nice car and they say it oh what where'd you go to school i didn't you don't have to get a college degree to be successful in what you want to do. <laughs> I get that I have college degrees, but I also chose the most financially sound route of going about getting those degrees. So I don't feel as pained about it because I'm not in debt. I'm going to be graduating with zero debt and two degrees. No, technically two and a half degrees. So who knows? I could go finish that other one and still not have debt. I'd come out with three degrees, not have debt. And I wouldn't take any of it back. And so to give some more specifics, I'm going to talk about the pros of community college. And if you're struggling to have some hard discussions with your senior in high school or, you know, somebody that wants to go back to community college, just really hear this part out. Number one, first and foremost, pro of community college is money. You save money. I bet Dave Ramsey would be so proud of me right now to be promoting this. <laughs> You, you should call into a show. You'll you'll get the shout. Oh, I know. I've I've thought about it, but it it, he, it scares me. Dave Ramsey kind of scares me. <laughs> He's such a smart guy and financially just all there. But gosh, I love listening to him and listening to everybody's stories. And I love when I get to hear. Well, I have one hundred sixty thousand in debt. Well, what's your debt from? 
college. College and credit cards. Yeah, college and credit cards. I, two things I don't have a problem with, and I am very proud of myself for that. Not to say I don't have other problems, but, you know, <laughs> I like to spend money. I got 99 problems, but college debt ain't one. Exactly right, TK. But let me tell you, saving money, community college at, at BCC and K Fear Community College costs around $5,000 for a full associate's degree, and that's it. $5,000. Keeping in mind that you can get a specified associate's degree at these universities. You can get a welding degree. And let me tell you, you'll have that investment of $5,000 for your welding degree paid back within your first year of working in the welding industry. Because let me tell you, that is a job where you can make big bucks. Especially, I'm pretty sure they offer underwater welding, which is even more because you are putting yourself at risk. So you make more money. $5,000, guys, and that's it, and they also offer certificate programs that, on average, cost about $1,000. You know, you can also get jobs with certificate programs, too, and a lot of people just think, oh, well, to get a job, you have to have a college degree. Uh, I've had jobs and only have my associates at the moment. I haven't even gotten my bachelor's yet. I got offered a job in D.C., I want to say a year ago, maybe even two years ago. And I, I responded to them and I said, you do realize I don't have a degree yet. They said, yeah, we don't really care. Um, we saw your resume. Uh, we also have seen your cover letter and your ability to lead and to be proactive. So, yeah, we don't care that you don't have your degree yet. Because you don't really need it. As long as you are competent enough to learn how to do the job, you have the job. So really, it's about building leadership skills. So if anything, if you go to college, at least have your focus being building your leadership skills and your network. But I also want to throw out there when I'm saying $5,000 or $1,000, um, the North Carolina average cost of tuition for a bachelor's degree is um, $40,000. So granted, associates is not a bachelor's. But even say you choose to go to community college for your associates first, you're paying less for the same exact classes they're going to force you to take your freshman and sophomore year, your bachelor's degree. I am proof of that because I got to skip my sophomore and freshman year at a university because I have an associate's degree. And I paid significantly less for it. And at community college, you have the freedom to choose your schedule. So at community college, I could pick whatever classes I wanted to fulfill the credits I needed. I took four philosophy classes because I was interested in philosophy. So I said, hey, I'm going to take four of those. Instead of being forced to take something you don't want to do, like basket weaving, <laughs> you, you can take something that can actually help build you as an individual, but you also get the credit for it that will then go towards your associate's degree that will make it to where you don't have to waste two years and $20,000 like, that's it. $20,000 versus $5,000. Which is the better option? <laughs> Obviously, the $5,000. Like, I just, I don't get it. But I, I understand that I have a very different thought process than a lot of people. And I have friends that did the university thing, and they absolutely loved it. They loved the, the experience and doing all of that, and they were able to get a job out of college. That's great. Some people can do it. But that doesn't mean you have to, and it doesn't mean you need to. It also doesn't mean you should. 
because I've also seen so many people struggle either financially after their bachelor's degree or struggle getting through college in the first place because of decisions they made early on in their college experience that weren't even necessary. And so another plus of community college is vocational programs. So like I said, I'd started a paralegal degree. Keeping in mind that paralegals work within law offices. So if, it, if you want to become a lawyer one day, so you want to become a lawyer, you can go get a paralegal degree and within two years start working at a law firm as a paralegal, you're more likely to get better letters of recommendation to transfer you um, possibly even straight to law school. Um, I know a lot of times they don't do that, but I mean, look at Kim Kardashian. She's, in, she's technically in law school. And I don't think she has a bachelor's degree. So there are ways to do it. They just don't tell you about it because they don't make everybody money. But, you know, they have vocational programs that you can do that can get you a job straight out of them. That's two years of education. Um, a lot of times, if you find the right businesses, too, they'll help guide you through these programs. So if you want to go into let's continue on with the law aspect so you get your, you're getting your paralegal to program. You can always ask a law firm and say, hey, do you need a receptionist? I'm getting my paralegal degree right now. I'd like to be a paralegal soon. But for now, would you take me in as a receptionist and then be my mentor? And a lot of times they'll say yes, because then they would rather hire somebody for their reception desk that not only has the skills to do that job, but has potential to move up and help their business as a whole. It just takes putting yourself out there and being a leader within your own future to get these things done. And the last statistic I'm going to throw out on that little part of what I'm discussing is that around 53% of college graduates that graduated in the last couple of years are unemployed or underemployed. Let me just say that again. Around 53% of recent graduates are either unemployed or underemployed. That means they're either working in a job that their degree is, is lesser than their degree or they're not even working. Now, think of spending over $40,000 to be unemployed or underemployed. Like, I, I can't even imagine it. Because, goodness gracious, that's also a debt you have to pay off. Like, <laughs> it's not like you spent that money and now you're unemployed, so you're starting at zero. No, you're starting at negative. You're starting at negative because you owe that money. You still have to pay for that degree. Even though that degree is doing nothing for you right now, you still have to pay for it. And I know everybody says Joe Biden's going to forgive student loans, but come on, guys. Where's that money coming from? How are we going to forgive all student loans? And not just that, is that fair to the people like myself who chose a cheaper route because it was the right thing to do for me that you get to go spend $100,000 on a, I don't know, feminist studies degree and get it paid off and just forgiven? But I had to, you know, sacrifice the college experience and sacrifice the big university name 
to be financially more sound in my educational future. But I'm the one that still had to pay for it and not get forgiven. Like, it just, that's a whole other subject. But we like to stay positive around here, so we're not going to get into that one today. (laughs) And um, to continue on about Cape Fear Community College and Brunswick Community College, starting with CFCC, y'all, this is a top-rated school. While I was there, we were, I believe, in the top three of the nation for community colleges, if not number one while I was there. And they have top-rated programs still. Their nursing program is one of the top-rated in the state. And that's comparatively with universities, too. Because I I remember I knew people applying for the CFCC nursing program, and they were more worried that they wouldn't get into that one than getting into UNCW's. And that's a show on how good the CFCC nursing program is. And CFCC also offers extracurriculars. They have so many different clubs and organizations you can become a part of that can help you grow within your community. So like I had already said, I was a part of Phi Theta Kappa, which at the time we shared an office with the student government. So I was also involved with the Student Government Association. And I made so many community networks. Um, I, if you've listened previously to my show, you've heard me talk about how we helped to host uh, human trafficking awareness campaigns. We did work on Wilmington, uh, volunteering. You know, I did all of that through Phi Theta Kappa. That's what we did. It was an honor society that was based around service, fellowship, and leadership. And I got all three of those things out of that organization. Plus... They reimbursed me for part of my tuition (laughs) because I was the president and vice president of the club um, for two years. So that was even less money I had to spend on college. And they also have athletics at Cape Fear. I know that the basketball team has been pretty good in the past. We also have a really good volleyball. We we had. I was a part of it. I'm an alumni. I can still say that. A volleyball program. They used to offer golf. Sadly, they took away the golf program. That was pretty sad. But um, it was a top rate. They were pretty good, too. I might be biased. My brother was on the team a couple years. But, <laughs> you know, they, they offer sports there. So sports is something you're interested in. They do offer them. Other community colleges offer different sports, too. And something that both of the community college offer community colleges offer that I want to push to the middle school parents and students right now is early college. I got offered early college at BCC when I was in eighth grade. I just moved here though. That was my first year here. And so it kind of scared me to think of going to early college because it wasn't as big as it is now. They don't, they're not as, I don't want to say successful because they've always been successful, but, um, They weren't as set as they are now. So for me, it was a choice that I shied away from because I was scared that I wouldn't have as many friends going to a community college versus a high school. And I wanted to play sports because my brothers played sports. You know, I all those dumb decisions I made as a middle schooler. But early college is where your student attends the community college starting their freshman year, but their freshman and sophomore year, they're mostly just with their high school, early college students. They have their own separate, you know, building or classrooms at both community colleges. Um, Actually, UNCW has a program too. Almost forgot about them. 
um, UNCW has an early college program that your kids can do as well. And their first two years, you know, they stay with their little group of high schoolers, but then their junior and senior year of high school, they are dual enrolled and taking college courses to get their associate's degree. It used to be when I was going into high school, it took five years to complete the program. So after five years, you would get your high school diploma and an associate's degree. But now, since kids are so smart and the education here has gotten even better, it only takes four years. So within four years of high school, your kid comes out with their associate's degree. So your 18-year-old is going into a university as a junior. You only have to pay for two years of college for your child to get a bachelor's degree and an associate's degree. Because let me also tell you, to send your kids to early college is free. It's their high school education. So you do not pay for that. I'm pretty positive. You can look it up, though, before you decide to make any decisions based on what I just said. But, but I just think that program is so amazing. I was able to meet people at Cape Fear that were in the program, not realizing they're in high school. Because I'm going to community college as, you know, an 18, 19-year-old. They're going to community college as a 16, 17, 18-year-old in the same classes as me, same professors, same homework, same academic level as me. And then they jump over to UNCW and they're automatically juniors, only paying for two years to get their bachelor's degree. I wish I would have done it. Now that I think about it, I wish I would have done early college because back then they weren't allowing you to do um, sports just because it got that complication of, you know, you don't have enough kids at the early college to create a high school team or complications of, you know, we can't let them participate in the college sports because, you know, they're kids. <laughs> but um, I believe now they're trying to create programs where you can still participate in sports through your local high schools, kind of like Tim Tebow did. Um, Tim Tebow was homeschooled, but he played football for Nice High School. My friend went to Nice High School, so that was pretty cool. But, um, you know, homeschool is always an option. You can dual enroll while you're homeschooled. I knew a ton of kids at Cape Fear that did that. Um, they were homeschooled but started dual enrollment their sophomore or junior year of high school, graduate with their uh, associate's degree. Actually, one of them graduated with two associate's degrees and a high school diploma in four years of high school. I said, oh, goodness gracious. So early college, I really pushed that program. I urge you to really look into it for your kids. It is an amazing option for them financially, for their future, and for their leadership skills and their ability to mature quicker than most of their generation. That's another problem we see is typically my generation and those under me, uh, it's taking them longer to mature. And I think that's because we're pushing them into these, you know, these mindsets of you need to go to college for the experience, not the education for your future. So that's giving them another four years to just mess around and not think about their future. And <laughs> TK is making the drinking symbol and he's not wrong. You know, I lived in student apartments my freshman year. I lived around it. I was there. Um, thankfully I never got sucked into all of that, but you know, it gives them an opportunity to think that, oh, I have four more years to figure it out. And so now we have, you know, 22, 23 year olds not knowing what they're doing still. Whereas, you know, back in the day, my great grandfather was already working by 18, actually working way before that. He worked when he was like 14, but he was in the career force by 18. And now it's 22, 23. Soon it'll be 24, 25, because we're going to tell them they have to get a master's degree next. 
like goodness gracious guys we we want our kids to mature quicker because we want our kids to achieve their future goals faster so that they can live a more fulfilled life and i think they have the capability to do that and bcc has a program i really want to stress to everybody that's in high school in brunswick county this program started the year after I left, so I didn't have an opportunity to partake in it. But BCC offers the Career and College Promise Program. This program alone has bumped BCC up to being nationally recognized. Brunswick Community College. <laughs> if you're from Brunswick County, you know what that means for BCC. It used to be viewed as, ew, BCC. And now everybody's like, oh my gosh. They're bringing us recognition to Brunswick County because that's how amazing the community college has become there. So the Career and College Promise Program, if you attend a Brunswick County high school for four years and get your high school education in Brunswick County, you get an associate's degree or two equivalent of two years free, completely free at Brunswick Community College. So you can get two years of college for zero dollars. Now, I wish that program would have started just one year earlier. I could have done it. But again, to stress the importance of this, zero dollars and you transfer to a bachelor's degree, you only have two years to pay for. So even if you don't get any scholarships and you do the more averagely expensive route in North Carolina, that's only $20,000 for college for four years for two degrees versus $40,000 for four years for one degree. Which one should you take? <laughs> Obviously the cheaper route. Now, if you want to be like me and some of my friends and you want to go even cheaper than that, you can choose to do your free two years at BCC, any associate's degree you want there. So you can get one of the ones that is directly, they call it, career in college promise because you can get an associates in cosmetology you get an associates in welding you get an associates in um it type of stuff where you don't even need to transfer to get a bachelor's degree because those are things you can go straight into the workforce with so for free you can go into welding which pays big bucks in a lot of areas these days you can go into IT, which 100%, if you're especially really good at it, because it, I do believe IT is something that you, you also need some inherent skills. <laughs> I'm not good at it. <laughs> but my mom is good at it. TK's good at it. So for them, for free, you can get the degree that puts you up above everybody else. For free. Put you above everybody else on the interview list and on your resume. And you can work your way up or even immediately be smart enough and good enough at it to be successful right off the bat, make over $100,000. I think a major consideration is attire. Mm. What do you mean I, by that? I tried, after my educational route, to work in a corporate environment wearing a tie and a jacket, mm -hmm. and I discovered that was the most miserable experience for me. Yeah. So a lot of guys that I know... Um, live quite well um, doing plumbing, doing welding, doing electrical mm -hmm. work, doing contracting work, that they have enough time that even though they're still a plumber by day, they have 
master's degrees and multiple um, bachelor's degrees in different disciplines. Yep. Like philosophy or language or um, math and science. Mm-hmm. Because it's an interest for them. Yep. But they don't have to rely on that education for an income. Exactly. And that's even better. You know, if you are really passionate about something and you say, hey, I really want to study this more because I do realize we've manipulated higher education to being you have to do this to get a job when at one point it was you do this to learn more. (laughs) But I can tell you for a fact, a lot of these kids in college are not learning. They are understanding the way to work the system to graduate. (laughs) And get the degree without actually genuinely learning. <laughs> yeah, what they're learning is not based in their degree. No, not well. They're I'm, learning hangover remedies. <laughs> exactly, life skills, right there. But that's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah, right. but you know, and not just that. I mean, you're forced to take classes that have nothing to do with your major. Why? That's something I want college to get rid of too. I shouldn't have to take classes outside of my major if I know what I want to do. That's what. So college, from the original idea back in, like, Socrates' day, was to generate a well-rounded person. The technical schools, the community colleges, they do that. They eliminate everything. But you've now generated somebody who can work but cannot critically decide whom to vote for. They no longer, They don't have the philosophical background. They don't have the... I will say the place background. where we probably disagree on this is that I think that's personal responsibility. I think that becoming a well-rounded individual should be your personal responsibility. That's what the option is in college is to help make sure that the college is cranking out somebody who's a little more well-rounded, whereas the community colleges are looking to get somebody employed. Yeah, but then that's when I get into the argument of they say that they're making us well-rounded, but from experience, they're making us group think. They're they're telling you this is how you have to think. that That is a risk. Mm-hmm. And it is up to the student themselves to round themselves with the necessary number of electors, uh, electives, primarily to gain a perspective outside of their profession. Or yeah, their but now they're forcing it though. You don't have the choice. Well, so like I didn't. I don't have a, a choice. Little, is a little strong. You're forced to take electives. Right. You're forced to take a number of classes that are not part of your curricula. But you're not forced on which ones to take. You are now, though. That's the thing. They, they've they dropped it. It's no longer an elective. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Tr- tr- trust me. Tell I, I know. Like, so in my day, anyway, civics and the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence were required for graduation from high school before you could even go to college. Mm-hmm. So in college, afterwards, it became an elective, much like feminist studies, uh, black history, world history philosophy, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. Those were our electives. So for my studying math and science for for education, everything else was, you know, my philosophy classes and my psychology classes were all electives. Mm-hmm. So that's changed. That is a little weird. I think. So they still back. they still put them under the umbrella of electives, but you're told you're you're given a less a less a smaller group to pick from and now they've done it to where you're required to take this type of elective. And but you still have a choice within that. 
I mean, technically a choice, but in all actuality, is it really a choice of different perspectives? No, because the classes each have the same guys that they fall under, if that makes sense. Like, for instance, CFCC, it's something I was passionate about while I was still there that I've, I got very angry about, was that they had taken funding from a certain um, organization owned by a certain somebody, but uh, somebody I'm, I'm not <laughs> very fond of, but, you know, a, a big name that has nothing to do with education, decided to give money to community colleges in North Carolina, and in return, they wanted us to make smaller curriculums, make the curriculum more specific, which takes away those options. So my first two years there, uh, or my first year there, I had way more classes to choose from to fulfill that credit. You know, they, they have the social sciences credit. They have the... Um, one that kind of is more around the philosophy realm that you have to fulfill. So I went from having to pick, getting to pick from 10 different classes in that realm to now I only get to pick from three. And that to me is forcing a specific type of education on you. But kind of on that similar subject, you know, I, so I go to Appalachian State and some of my professors don't even live in North Carolina because it's an online program. Uh, a lot of them live on the West Coast. <laughs> so very different than down here. Very different than Appalachian State. And I'm not a political science major. My major is not political science. My major is communications with a minor in business. That is it. So it's very vague, very open. Every single one of my classes has been political. Every single type of communications class has been political. You want to be a journalist? I personally do, but that's not my program, if that makes sense. So my program is communications, where we're supposed to learn the proper ways to communicate within professional settings and, you know, yada, yada. And every single— write a complete sentence. Yeah, yeah basically. I, well, okay, I hate to say—I hate to admit this, but there isn't much I've actually learned— <laughs> In my bachelor's degree, because I already already God knew. it was free. Yeah, so I'm like, I, I already knew. Um, communications is something I've learned through my internships, through my roles in the community. Uh, English was always my favorite thing, so I've always just understood it. It seems like your native language. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe just a little. But, you know, so for me, I haven't really learned anything new. In my bachelor's degree, which is kind of sad because I pay, I pay for it. Well, you've learned how to follow the rules. Exactly. I've learned how to play the system. So you're, you're a good politician. <laughs> but, yeah, and so I do my, you know, my one class. I don't remember exactly what class it was, but it wasn't a political class. It wasn't communication and journalism or political communication. Nothing to do with politics. It was a communications class specifically talking about how to communicate in some type of setting. I think it was, oh, ethics of communication. Tell me that why. would require politics. Yeah, but tell me why every assignment was political. You're telling me ethics isn't involved in any other type of situation in society? Where is it most blatant and most noticeable? Yeah, but, why, but, but then why are you only teaching us the political side? Because what if somebody actually needs this class for their career in ethics of uh, social, like kids? 
uh, childhood that's communication political. ethics. It's not political. Just we've just made it political. That's, that's, that's political. But we've made it political because I personally will we'll agree to disagree on that one. I don't think it's political. But you're, you're, It shouldn't be. Exactly. But in a lot of ways, a lot of these have been moved into a realm since we can't use personal examples anymore. Mm-hmm. Because that's unfair to the person being yeah. made an example of. Yeah. So we can use politics because all, you know, that's... Yeah, but let me tell you about what kind of politics. Because it seems the, the politics is all from one side, not just politics in general. So I was given an assignment in that class that was talking about the good ethics of Bill Clinton. And I just sat there and I said, are we just going to forget about all of the wrong ethics? All the ethics he broke? I think we have a 200-year history of that. Well, yeah, but let me tell you, he... So I ended up doing my paper. I finally had had it because everybody in my class, you know, we're required to talk to each other and, you know, we're required to respond to this many people on the discussion board. And I'm like, it's the same thing every time. Oh, I really agree with what you say, right? Don't agree with what you say. Like, pointless. That's what I spend my money on. But everybody always constantly is just like, Trump this, Trump that. Even when the assignment has nothing to do with Trump. They bring it into Trump this, Trump that, blah, blah, blah. So I finally said, you know what? I'm done just letting them say whatever they want and spew their misinformation because let me tell you, the facts they were using were not facts, in fact. They're attacking me as an individual indirectly because they're literally saying things like people that support Donald Trump are racist, narcissist, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm just sitting there. And finally I said, you know what? I'm out. I'm done. So I start responding to all of them with facts and information, like literally being like Donald Trump actually passed an executive order that did blah, 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 blah. Like giving them facts. Nobody responds to me. Nobody responds to my posts. And then our teachers, like, write a paper on ethics involving somebody of, like, high importance. So I said, all right, we're going to talk about the unethical practices of Bill Clinton. I wrote a whole paper on it, backed by factual evidence and everything. Not a single one of my classmates commented on my paper. Oh, they'll comment on everybody else's. Never commented on mine. I said, why not? I provided facts as to why he was unethically behaving in his communications. Like, you did one on people that I support, and I did one on Bill Clinton with bringing you facts, like actual facts, and you're just like, and then another class, you know, this has happened in almost every single class I've had. The professor, one of them this past semester, brought up how, tell me, tell me how, is Bill Gates just a genius or an amazing person? And I said, did you give me options there? Because I'm pretty sure you just said, is he great or is he greater? And so my response was, you really want to know my thoughts? And so I I gave my true opinion. I said, what kind of bias is this in this class that you're giving us a question that has nothing to do with Bill Gates in the first place? So why are we even talking about him? And And you want us to answer, is he great or is he greater? Is he the greatest or is he the greatest? Now, what kind of thought is that provoking? It's provoking thought of Bill Gates is great, and he is. That's what he is. It's fact. Now tell me why he is. And so I said, all right, I'll tell you why he isn't. And I gave facts and produced everything, and then people started coming at me and commenting at me and being like, I don't know. You're wrong. You're, and I said, tell me my facts are incorrect. Good girl. <laughs> 
Like, I finally started standing up for myself this past semester. And trust me, my last semester here, I'm going to stand up for myself. And guess what? The teachers have to give me a 100. Why? You did the work. Oh, I followed the rules. I followed the rules. Just because you don't like what I said doesn't mean what I said isn't right. (laughs) And so, you know, that's another reason why I'm so glad I didn't spend four years at a university. Because I could not have handled four years of that. Now, don't get me wrong. The community college somewhat has it. But that brings me into another point on why you should really think about your higher education and what you choose to do with it is that I hate hearing people say, oh, well, community college isn't as good of an education. You know, half the professors at community college also teach at the university, right? That's kind of like saying that uh, a paperback book isn't as good as the hardbound Hardback well, edition. speaking of books, we use the same textbooks. In paperback or hardback? I mean, either one. Your teacher says pick. You can even get the ones now that go into a, a binder, the loose leaf. Not even yeah, yeah, They're yeah. not even bound. And I kind of look at them and I'm like, what do you mean? For starters, your class, you sit in a room with 300 people. Your professor doesn't know your name. And he just talks at you the whole time. I sit in a classroom with 20 people. Our professor, professor knows each of us as an individual, calls on each, of, on each of us, and we have interactive seminars with our teacher in class. So if anything, I'm sorry, but community college might be getting the better education because it's more focused on the individual, not just I get paid to stand in a room and lecture at 500 kids. And for all the kids now, too, of our generation that have uh, ADD or ADHD, Do you really think that they're able to sit there and focus through a 500 room person or 500 person room with one person lecturing at them? Or do you think they do better in a smaller space with a more one-on-one approach where they can interact actively with the class? Actively. And so, you know, for people to tell me too, like it, it stinks to hear that because I'm like, No, I'm pretty sure I learned the same things you did at your university. Just because I paid less for it doesn't mean it's a lesser value. You know, you can buy a T-shirt from Gucci for $200, but guess what? It's made in China just like my $5 T-shirt was. Usually in the same factory. Oh, exactly. And I know it is because, you know, I knew a kid back in the day whose friend actually lived in China and would talk about how they get name brands for so cheap over there because they just take it straight from the factory and then they ship it over here and we charge you know four hundred dollars more same quality it's just one scams you into thinking it's worth more and the other one's just upfront and honest and says hey we cost this much it is what it is what it is yeah it is what it is and so i'd rather choose the one where i'm not getting scammed than to choose the one where i'm getting completely scammed and that right there is reason to not be afraid of Dave Ramsey. I mean, that's that's exactly pretty much one of his sentences. That is true. I, I idolize I, I really that think guy. you got to dial in. I, I'll i do it one day. And, and record it I'll get so the, we can air it. <laughs> I'll get the courage, and then I'll let everybody know what happens. Or just listen to Dave Ramsey every day, like everybody should. Because let me tell you, you will feel a little bit bad about your spending habits, but it will make you feel better to know that there are people that are Working on it that have, yeah, people that have hundreds of thousands paid off in 38 months. You know, you can do it. You can do it. But that's why I'm saying, like, you know, university can be great for some people, but you don't have to do it. You don't. 
it is not the only option. And you say, well, I want to get, I need to get away from home, you know, I, I need to go experience life. I need to go study abroad. I need to go do this. But talk to a lot of people that are self-made success. Like they have done self-made success now and ask them what they did to get there for one. And if they did go to university, ask them what they did while they were in university. Because most of the time, it wasn't party. It wasn't get the college experience. It wasn't study abroad in Spain for the summer. They were in clubs. They were in extracurricular activities. They were doing internships. They were doing fellowships. They were doing things that progressed their future. You know, at least if you're going to choose university, use it to your full benefit as an educational opportunity because that's what it is. It's educational. It's not experience. It's educational. We need to get it back to being educational. And, you know, I always say that this show is about positivity. So I always want to bring it back to, you know, the positive side of the subject. And as you can tell, I'm very passionate about this. I can go off on so many different tangents about education. And I don't say anything that I say to demean anyone or to make you feel like you made a, a decision that you shouldn't support because everybody's completely different. You know, what works for me might not work for you. I'm just saying don't think that it's your only option because remember what works for me doesn't work for might not work for you. So that means what works for most of society going to a university might not be what's best for you. Or maybe going to college at all isn't what's best for you. You know, there are so many ways to become successful and fulfilled in life that don't require you to go spend four years at a university and then figure out what you want to do. You can do it at 18. You can do it at 16. You can start a business at 16 and become successful. If you have the means to do it, if you have the will to do it, you can. I mean, I finally sat down and said, this is what I want to do. I'm going to do it. You know, I've gotten offered jobs in politics in D.C. at the age of 20 years old. <laughs> Full-time jobs. I'm not saying, like, you know, the small little jobs. You know, I got offered salary, full benefit, you know, D.C. politics jobs and 20 years old, no degree, said, no thanks. It's not the right move for me right now. Dave Ramsey would be happy I made that decision because financials, it was financially not the right move for me living in D.C. <laughs> I also don't want to move to D.C. right now. I'm glad those, I didn't. Those are some wildly affordable. Oh, yeah, I can live in a really nice small closet outside of D.C. for just $1,000. Do you have a car? Oh, yeah, but I wouldn't be able to have one there. Do you have a car, a blanket, and a pillow? Oh, there you go. But let me tell you, you know, you can do what you want to do. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be hard. You know, I, I can tell you right now that finally starting this radio show and, you know, starting my platform that I'd like to do, it wasn't easy. It's not like I was just like, oh, yeah, let's go. Let's go do it. You know, no, it <laughs> It took some backbone. It took some, you know, getting out of my comfort zone and contacting people and telling them, you know, hey, this is what I want, you know, but through all of my experiences, through my internships, through my community college experience, especially, I learned how to stand for what I believe in. I learned how to be cognizant of my surroundings and what is available to me, how to see what I want to do and to just do it. 
And that's the most amazing gift that community college could have ever given me. Now, my bachelor's degree is giving, I mean, my university <laughs> degree experience is going to give me a degree. But uh, to be honest, that's really just a resume filler at this point. Um, I'm already in my field. <laughs> so, you know, I already worked on a national campaign. Um, I've done that side of politics. I do local politics already. Don't need a degree for that. Um, that's all networking and, you know, being involved. But, you know, my community college experience, I would never take back for anything because it, it taught me how to be a strong, mature adult. Community college taught me that. If I would have gone to university, I would not have been taught that until I was 22 years old. Until reality hit me in the face at graduation day. <laughs> but because I did community college and I, and I took a, a path less chartered, I've grown so a much as an individual. less charged. Yeah, that too. I'm so bad at quotes and sayings, <laughs> metaphors. I was, just, I was just punning it for oh, you. Oh, <laughs> thanks. So much better than mine. It's amazing. My first show, all I said was amazing. So that's the running joke in my household now. That's my tagline. Amazing. Said it like 23 times. <laughs> but I want to just leave everybody with some encouragement because hopefully I've educated you on education. And opportunities, great tie into my mission statement. And now I encourage you, um, high schoolers, parents, just anybody looking to go further their education, really look into all the options. Because trust me, there's hundreds. I only listed maybe a quarter of them out today. You know, you really want to go travel the world? Guess what? There's community colleges everywhere. There are community colleges everywhere. There are jobs everywhere. So really think about it. Think of your realistic future. I mean, dream big, but also think of your realistic future. How can you actually get there? You know, what's a path that will allow you to be financially stable enough to get there quicker? And just really put effort into that decision because higher education is a big decision. It will affect your future. It could affect years after your college experience because you could be in debt. So just please take it seriously. If you have any questions or you want to just talk to me more about this, please feel free to reach out to me on my social media. And it has been a great episode today. And thank you, TK, for producing and bringing some insights to me. We always appreciate it. And remember to educate, encourage, and take action within your community through politics, faith, and life. And always awaken to greatness. Thank you, guys, and I'll talk to you next week. <laughs>